Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Roll Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're doing something a little different. We're doing a 10-minute timeline, or we hope it'd be 10 minutes. <laughs> we're nerds about this stuff. We could go on forever. But we're going to talk about notable rule changes in NFL history. Yep. Take us as back or take us back to the beginning. What's the strangest rule that you can find that has changed since the NFL started? Okay, so uh, let me just go on record by saying most of these rules don't exist anymore. Great. So these are ones That's good. That, <laughs> these it's a are, good thing. Yeah, these are ones that were added and or changed from the original rules. So going back to the first rule I found was 1898. So everyone keep in mind, (laughs) the NFL started in 1920, and that's mostly what we focus on in this podcast, but football goes back long before that. So in 1898, a touchdown was changed from four points to five points. Which is an identity (laughs) issue. (laughs) It really is. Like everyone thinks touchdown, six points, right? No, no, no. No, no, no. Touchdowns used to be four points, and then they actually bumped it up to five points back in 1898 so it's um, just weird yeah to it's think just of weird. a scoreboard doing that isn't it weird yeah. like having a score of five it's like okay yeah. that's what happened the there. score is <laughs> five <laughs> to three <laughs> Are you know. sure about that yeah okay so that was 1898 so weird so weird but yeah that's when the touchdown was changed from four to five um, fast forward about mm, 10 years, a field goal in 1904, a field goal was changed from five points to four. So again, field goals, we always think three points, right? No, no, no. <laughs> field goals used to be five points and they felt like there was too much, too many points awarded for a field goal. We now, needed a really, really <laughs> grounded game. We're yes. Like, can't make everything five points. Exactly. Yes. So and it probably had to do with um, maybe better kickers or more field goals or something to say, you know what, a field goal is is not worth five points. It should be four points. Now, later on, of course, that drops to three points. But 1904, a field goal was changed from five to four. So for like eight good years there, a touchdown and a kick, a field goal, were worth the same, same. amount of points. They're both worth five points. Wow. Isn't that just weird to think about? Like It is, yeah. but it, it does make sense to what you're saying of like, kicking was not good. Like it was right. not exactly something that people <laughs> wanted to do. Right. And I think of like the square-toed boots. Yep. If you yep. ever want to do like a quick weird Google search, kickers, did, their cleats used to be different where mm-hmm. they would just co- toe kick the ball. So right. they made a, a square metal toe that you could boot the ball with just a flat toe. Yep. And then the other cleat was like a regular shoe. It was a piece of equipment you would put on your foot when you went out to kick. Oh, it, it my was gosh. A, it was, yeah, and they would kick straight on. They wouldn't do soccer style like you see all today. But Yeah, they thought it through soccer <laughs> yeah, right, style a little bit. Right. So, um, yeah, back then, field goal was five points, and they changed it to four. So I okay. guess that's progress, right? Yeah, well, t- speaking of progress, what's how long <laughs> did it take before you are like, we need to talk about it. Yeah, so here's another good one. In 1946, so we'll fast forward a little bit here, teams couldn't substitute any player, they, as many players as they wanted to. At, at the time, you could only substitute three men at a time. So think about that for a minute. Right now, you might see three, four, five guys running in and off the field between plays. At the time, you could only substitute no more than three men at a time. That's re- that's like a soccer rule. Where it's like you're a soccer only, rule, yeah. You're only allowed three substitutions through the entire game, though. Right. And so now you might see like, oh, they're playing a weird 
offense, we're going to throw an extra corner in there and maybe take a lineman away and right. an extra safety, and all of a sudden your whole scheme changes. But yeah. at this point, you were going with what you had. You and if they found <laughs> a way to beat your defense, there was no adjustments you could right. make. Right, It was very limiting. And you think about it today, it could never fly. I mean, you see guys constantly shuffling back and forth, sometimes yeah. four, five, six guys at a time. Another rule that was added in 1946, I think this one was funny, if a forward pass hit the goalpost, it was automatically incomplete. <laughs> now, keep in mind, back then, the goalposts were on the goal line. So it wasn't like the goalposts were beyond the end zone like they are today. So if you throw a pass and it hit the goalpost, it was automatically ruled incomplete. But think about it. Prior to this 1946, you could hit the goalpost, and if a guy caught the ball on the ricochet, boom, touchdown. So... <laughs> That's a dumb rule. <laughs> that is a dumb rule. That is a dumb rule. <laughs> so, Finally yeah. living up to our name. Right. So again, and I, and I always say this, for any rule you see in a rule book, some, something had to have happened for them oh, to add the rule. And I wish they would have like a little section underneath it, like so-and-so did this. I know. And it's like the corner of shame. Like you have like, <laughs> you, you just have this like, oh, yeah. Billy, the Billy rule. <laughs> Billy used to throw it off of the side of the post. Right, and, right. No one liked that, so yeah. we got rid of it. But, yeah, that is like the beginning of the end, too, of the field goal. Yes. Of putting it so high in the end zone where players would run into it. Oh, my gosh. And you'd throw into it. Yes. Or running backs, they'd get pushed into it. And it acted as like, I'm trying to think of a good phrase, but like an offensive defenseman. It totally where was, yeah. wide receivers would run their routes really close to the poles because then the defender couldn't keep up with couldn't them because there was metal in the way. Right. So definitely a weird thing that happened that they changed a rule regarding a piece of equipment on the field that clearly did not have right. a positive impact on the game they changed yep. a rule around it before deciding you know what we should actually change the field goal yes yes that's exactly what happened and i i think that yeah moving the goalposts off out of the field of play helped the defense tremendously and really hurt the offense because you're right you could use it as a to set a pick in a way yeah. right i mean it's just so okay that's 1946 1956, this is one of my favorite rules that is no longer in the rule book. Grabbing an opponent's face mask other than the ball carrier was made illegal. <laughs> so obviously you can't grab a face mask today. It's a 15-yard penalty. Yeah. Uh, but back then, boy, you sure could oh. as long as it was the ball carrier. <laughs> <laughs> so it it just, is one of those plays that when you see it, oh, you're like, oh, man. that looks awful. I know, I know. I, I can't, I mean... I just can't imagine, hey, let's tackle this guy. Grab him by the face mask, pull him down. It was totally legal. Oh, my God. Oh. I just, like the neck, everything I about know. that play just makes me go, yep, nope, <laughs> nope, we're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, so that was in 1956. Now, here's another good one. This gets back to the to the goalpost. So, finally, in, in 1967, the NFL came up with the, what they call the slingshot goalpost. So, that's what we use today. If you pictured it as, as one pole coming up from the ground, and then it splits off into two uprights. It's like a slingshot. Yeah. Um, That's a lot better. A lot better. You don't have the two poles in the ground. You just have the one. And, and they moved that, obviously, out past the end zone, right? So it's they moved it from the goal line back to the end zone. So that was probably the best rule that they put in place. <laughs> <laughs> and all the rules in the NFL was they finally 
got that stupid goalpost out of the field of play. And still, 1967. That's not that long ago no, it's in not. the history of the NFL. Think about it. I mean, football was around for 100 years before that. I mean, the NFL only, what, 40 years, but still, it's it's a long time to play. Yeah, with um, your goalpost just right smack dab in the middle. Oh, man, that's crazy. So 1977, this is Ben's favorite. The it head, is. <laughs> <laughs> the head slap was outlawed. Now, I'm old enough to know. I, I've known enough to remember watching football in the 70s. And you would see you know, a defensive, typically it was a defensive lineman would, the ball would be hiked and these guys would come up swinging. I mean, it was almost like a boxing match. And you could literally slap the head of another player. You could slap the side of their helmet, which you think about that now, it's like, oh my goodness. No, like as a lineman, imagine getting smacked by Mean Joe Green. Oh man. 47 times in a game. (laughs) It's like, stop. I know. (laughs) So, so they finally outlawed the the helmet slap or the the head slap, I should say. I love that Um, that there was like a move too. They're like, oh yeah. yeah. And then you can come up and just like, bah, bah, and smack him in the head. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, that's a good move. There are so, I mean, if you look back at some of those old films, it was literally anything goes. I mean, these yeah, guys. Yeah, it would... doesn't really even look like, like no. football, it's nice because it's such a structured sport. Like there's an offensive line, there's the defensive line, quarterback, wide receivers, and pretty much wherever you go in history, right. whether the numbers, the jerseys, the helmets, it looks really similar, but those are just the pictures. The minute you get a video rolling, right? it's completely different. Yeah. I mean... I'm trying to remember which Steelers Super Bowl was it 74 that they only threw 12 times something like that yeah it was they only threw the ball 12 times yeah. ran it the rest of the time and if you watch that game the yeah. defense it it's like a barroom brawl it is it is it's incredible <clears throat> yeah and one one thing that people don't maybe know is Right now, uh, right now in the game, of course, pass interference, right? You can't touch a receiver before the ball gets there. Well, that was not always the case. So you would have defensive backs who would literally grab, you know, the arms of the receiver, and it was totally legal. It was it was almost like a playground type feel. So wow. All right, let's go on. So 1979. This one really gets under my craw because <laughs> this is when in. Officials were instructed to quickly uh, whistle a play dead when the quarterback was clearly in the grasp of a tackler. So this is the whole, oh, this is the awful. start of the protecting quarterbacks era that we're actually still in today. It was called in the grasp. It still is. Um, if a quarterback drops back to pass and let's say a defender comes in, is going to tackle him, but he hasn't tackled him yet. They wanted to basically prevent him from slamming the quarterback down to the ground. Wow. Um, this sounds like something Lawrence Taylor probably hated. He hated it. He hated it. Yes, yes. Infamously, for those that don't know Lawrence Taylor, one of the greatest football players ever to play, mm-hmm. was famous for just how physical he could he throw was, a quarterback down. Oh, he was if just, he just got a hand on yep. it. If he got a hand on you, it's over. And yeah. So this was one of those things where they wanted to protect quarterbacks, and they still do that today. There's a lot of rules, and we'll do that on another podcast, but... There's a lot of rules around protecting the quarterback. There really is. So Wow. Well, what's next? All right. 1994. All right. Uh, jumping add, they, ahead. Yeah. They added the two-point conversion. So they never, there never used to always be a two-point conversion. There was always a one-point conversion, the extra point after a touchdown, of course. And then they added the two-point. Now, before this, um, or I should say, there was already a two-point conversion, I believe, in college at the time. 
So the NFL adopted this rule in 1994, which I think is pretty recent. I, I just I was gonna say that's not that long ago I that mean, you're putting that in. I figured it would have been around with Bernie Kosar and right, even like the 49ers teams of the yeah. 80s. I just I it, it's and it totally feels like a Mike Ditka thing to do. Yeah, right. Like you load up Fridge Perry. Oh, go for a conversion. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. So been, yeah. it just feels like something that's been around for far longer than it actually has. Yep. So that's the two point conversion. 1997. This is a rule that still is in place today. No player may remove his helmet while on the playing field. This gets called a lot. It too. does get called a lot. Yeah. Players will remove their helmet intentionally, of course. If your helmet just happens to come off, that's not a penalty. But. If you take off your helmet, that's a big no-no. We actually saw a couple years ago a player take off his helmet and take a swing at a guy, which yeah. was luckily he missed. But the Miles Garrett, yes, incident. yes, that could have been so bad. So yeah. that's a really good rule. I'm glad they. And again, 1997, it took them that long to put that in there. But yeah, no helmets, no helmets can come off uh, when you're on the field to play. I would love to do maybe another day, but just talking out loud because this also was really important in college because at this point, it was about what is this, 13 years, and the U Miami was about to come back. Right, they won their title in '03, I believe. Memory, memory here, yeah. but Miami was infamous for taking their helmets off and celebrating in the end zone. And just all around kind of that show-me style of play. right. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a connection to that. There very well could be, yes. The NFL kind of took on that kind of swagger, especially in the 90s. And next thing you know, here we are. We can't take helmets off. I definitely can like perfectly see Santana Moss ripping his helmet off in the end zone. Yep. So. (laughs) Yeah. So the last one I have on my list is 1998, the coin toss. So you're probably asking yourself, what rule could they have possibly needed to put in for the coin toss? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> when the coin toss, when the coin is tossed before the game, the team, it's always the visiting team that gets to call heads or tails, but they have to call it before the coin is actually tossed. So they'll, the referee will ask the visiting team, do you call heads or tails? They'll say heads, and then he'll flip the coin. Got it. In the past, before 98, they would call it as the coin was flipping through the air. And the reason this one came up is because there was a team, it was a team that they called, I think they called heads, and it showed up heads, but the referee thought they said tails. It was one of those weird things. Oh. And there was a huge deal about it, and the guy's like, no, no, we called heads, and he's like, no, you called tails, and it was a, it was a whole thing. So finally the NFL said, we can't have this happen again. <laughs> so they actually said, you're going to call it before the coin is actually tossed. And they've been doing that ever since. That's probably a good rule. That is, so. That's probably one of the better rules on this. Yeah. Like Greg said at the beginning, a lot of these rules do not exist anymore. The ones that do, like the no helmet, no taking your helmet off, uh, the coin toss, the two-point conversion, those are clearly still in effect. Um, but amazingly, a lot of these rules are gone and for very good reason. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very violent game back then. I mean, it is obviously still violent <laughs> but today. But by comparison, oh, and the, you know, and today the versus and, then, oh, like back yeah. then, it's just completely different. Yes, I mean, I, I, I just can't imagine what these guys would go through and, without I mean, good helmets. Good helmets, good pads. pads. I mean, yeah, it was just yeah, it was like a ballroom uh, brawl, <laughs> like you're saying. So, yeah. well. We said it was going to be a quick 10 minutes. We clearly broke that because you know what? <laughs> we love this kind of stuff. So yeah. do you have any parting thoughts before we head out? I I 
can only say that there's many other rules. Probably do another podcast on yeah. this. There's, there's a lot more crazy rules that used to be in the rule. Those are my favorite rules, the ones Absolutely. that used to be in and are not in anymore. So. Yeah, and they don't really have that much of a, a definition behind them. They just kind of were common things, right? Mm-hmm. Like the right. slap. The head slap, the head slap was probably never really written down until it had to be outlawed. Like, right. You know what? That motion yeah. can't be. You right. know, we'd rather have like some progression of the game, your swim yes. moves. Yep. Um, but instead of just smacking somebody <laughs> upside the head, that's right. probably not good for our game. Nope. So, yeah, these are definitely fun to revisit. Um, if you guys have any recommendations, we'd love to hear it. Just quick 10-minute timeline of something in sports. But otherwise, if you don't have any comments... Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at thatsadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule.